Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. I haven't talked to him for a little while and I missed him. Always great to catch up with Lindsay Smith. Hello, Lindsay. Hello, mate. I thought we were divorced. Oh, where have you been all my life? You're difficult to get hold of these days in Warrnambool and yeah, the Yeah, no, beach. no. It's, it's too much, uh, too busy working. And it always happens <laughs> when you don't win many races, you get the Kyber. But anyway, no, that's no, what, always, what happens. We would always love you here on Giddy Up because everybody knows it's it was your, your you're the instigator behind the name, Giddy Up. Um, ah, well, let's see if we can help him this weekend. All right, corner pocket first up. Can he fight? Doesn't mind the valley. Yeah, he does like the valley. He's been in uh, out of sorts in his track work leading up to uh, coming back for the races, and he's had a couple of jump outs, and they've been below par. And then the other day, uh, we waited to a, a good track to trial him on, or at least give him a good gallop. And uh, Warnable let us. Uh, gratefully uh, led us on to the grass on uh, Monday on a good fall with Tuvalu and or Tuvalu and um, he galloped quite good so we're sending him there a lot happier than we were a month ago. Um, small field so it'd be nice if he could run, run top three and um, look forward to a sort of benchmark 100 down the road. Now, the stock market must have been going okay because Tuvalu, I don't know if Wellesley's opened up the, the wallet here, Lindsay. It's since markets opened yesterday, or when the final field came out, he's been $9 into $4.60 with Bet365. They haven't missed him. Is he ready to win? Well, let's hope they're all good judges, but maybe $9 was a bit overs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Blake was quite happy that he's had a ride on him. He sort of come back to him uh, first up a little bit quicker than he thought. He, he thought he dropped a bit and got too far back, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I thought he went good. I was just quite surprised that uh, another horse got past him, but a nice horse got past him, Aragon. So uh, he's trained on good. His gallop good was good the other day. Bit tricky, the gate, but seems like the pace around him uh, will go forward and put a bit of pressure on him. So he'll, I think he'll land in the first half a dozen. Okay, so last week, well, last time you went back, will you push the button early and try and slot in a little bit closer this time from that awkward gate, Lindsay? Uh, I'd leave it to the jockey, and he seems to be uh, on pace jockey. So I, I got a little bit involved and t- told him to ride him a little bit, you know, careful early, so that he was always, as you know, well, he was always up on the speed, doing it hard. So I reckon Blake now he's had that ride will uh, ride him a little bit different. How's Queen Anne? Yeah, a bit tricky. She um, she uh, over trialed couple of weeks ago at um, Mortlake and uh, she ran too hard and the other day she pinged the lids at Colac and sort of went a bit hard too so we've gone uh, I don't know whether it's out yet but Jamie Carr's going to ride her is that published yet or they've still got yes uh, no Jamie Carr's down she's down on my yep. um, in my form guide which is terrific she should suit that horse 
Yeah, yeah that, uh, the Jackos, it was a good plan, the Jackos, because Celine couldn't uh, claim the full claim, so he got hold of Jamie, and yeah, well, actually it was a good call, so she got good hands, and I'll let her ride it the way uh, she feels best, because I asked uh, Bo to sort of grab her the other day, and she was over-raced a little bit, so uh, I, I nearly put her in the 2,000 metre race on the same day, but I, I elected to stay to the mile and then we'll go to a 2,000. Sounds like you've been giving the jockeys a lot of wrong instructions of late Uncle Lynn's. <laughs> well, I was a very good jockey, as you know. I rode one winner at about 700 rides, so <laughs> it, 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 uh, it may be better if I shut me mouth. Yeah, I, was so, just, uh, I was just picking up on everything you said. Well, I told the jockey to do this. Maybe it wasn't the greatest of ideas, but hey, um, what are we having a bet this week? Should we have something going? No, I, I, I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, I'd sort of wait, and I'd wait. Uh, my Wallach will race next uh, day at Flemington in a benchmark, 78, 1100. I think she's a horse what's got black type written over her. So yes. her and Yellow Sam's been, uh, been very unlucky. Yeah. And um, uh, so they're, they're two fillies, uh, mares, what uh, I think going forward will be. And Carolee Rocks is... In on Sandell Wednesday, so the girls are going to perform for me, I think. Hope so. Well, Rebecca's been doing that for you for a long time. Send her our love. Um, we love Rebecca here at Giddy Up, and we wish you the best of luck, Lindsay, over the next couple of days, especially with your star Tuvalu ahead of the Fiend Stakes. Thanks very much, guys. There's Lindsay Smith there. Let's catch up with Clayton Douglas because his superstar Galloper Giga Kick has been well supported in the McEwen Stakes. He's a superstar, and so is his trainer. Clayton, good morning to you. Are you happy with your champ, mate? Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Yeah, very happy with him. He's, um, he's taken shape nicely, so looking forward to Saturday. 1,000 metres, a bit of rain around the rail back into the true. Looking at the gate and that pace, which is expected in that race, it could just be the perfect type of setup for him. Is that how you see it? Yeah, look, it could work out just nicely. Yeah, he could just flow over and um, just travel travel somewhere where he's comfortable and, and have a bit of galloping room. So, look, he's... Um, He's obviously a very good horse, and he's he's sort of trolled up very well this preparation. And yeah, looking forward to seeing him kick off his preparation on Saturday. Okay, so if the rain, if there is a little bit of rain around, especially on race day, would that concern you? Uh not really. Um, I think he's he's shown that he's you know he's won on sort of soft seven tracks, and he obviously ran second in the TJ on a heavy nine. It was very wet that day. Um, so, look, a bit of juice in the track wouldn't hurt him at all. And, um, and look, I'm sure they'll have the track in good order come Saturday. All right, mate. It's exciting. The day's finally arrived when you've got a horse that everybody wants to talk about. It It must seem to you, I would imagine, to be a really long build-up before his first run in a campaign. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's probably, um, yeah, one of the bigger build-ups that, um, that you'll get. But, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty exciting to just have a horse like him and be talking about him. But... Um, yeah, look, hopefully he can do us proud on Saturday. He hasn't let us down to, to date, and I'm expecting him not to do that Saturday. Do you have a winner for us at Pakenham or Mornington, I should say, on your home track there tomorrow? You've got Coral Emperor, uh, Basinger, Basinger, and also Maggie Now engaged there. Yeah, look, they're all um, each-way chances at this stage. Um, probably think that um, Basinger, Basinger, he's a he's a good little chance from a good draw. He, he sort of likes racing around his home track, so... A little bit of juice in the in the track won't hurt him as well. And um, he seemed to troll really well the other day. So hopefully he can bounce back to his best fresh. All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for your time as always.
Thank you. Always great to catch up with Clayton Douglas. Let's head to Ballarat to catch up with Dan O'Sullivan, who's got a couple of strong chances engaged there at Mooney Valley on a Saturday afternoon, and he joins us now. Good morning to you, Dan. Thanks for your time, mate. Hi, Gareth. How are you going? I am well. Let's have a chat about an interesting galloper in soccer, Non, that's only been with you for a little while, but um, I thought his run the other day was pretty good, first up. What's your expectations with him second up? Yeah, obviously this is his first campaign with us. We're still learning a bit about yeah. him, but he certainly had a good pass mark first up. Um, the 1,200 probably a bit short of his best distance and um, benchmark 70 on a sad day. This is up to mile. Works out really nicely for him and good barrier draw. So um, no, I expect him to run you know, very, T- very well. Tell us a little bit about his story and how he comes to your stable. Uh, I was a bit fortunate through uh, Eric Parr, who owns the horse. Uh, sorry, the, well, the horse was originally trained by um, uh, Charlie Kennedy's father um, yep. and just with Jala being over here apprentice to us and um, they wanted to send the horse over to Australia and so um, they just recommended him come to me yep and there you go and do you think he can win there uh, on Saturday well as I said we're still learning about him yep. um, and obviously the market's got him you know, pretty close and you know I'm trying to look, look at him through rose coloured glasses but he's, his work's been good sense and his run was very encouraging first up off a good trial so um, you know, he's got to get, get around the valley I suppose but uh, Saturday all, but look, no, I expect, I expect him to run very well. The stable star Barkley Square goes around in race seven. He gets to 2,000 metres. Is this his day to get back into the winner's circle? I certainly hope so. He's only been to 2,000 metres and the Valley once, which he, he won the group tour and beaten Virtuous Circle and, and Pericles, so it's very good form. Um, I think both his runs this time in have looked like a horse who's ready for 2,000 metres, so um, if you go back to his spring, we ran in the Caulfield Guineas. That was his first go at a mile. Two weeks later, I went to the 2000. And it was only a week after that that I went to the Derby. So I've always felt that 2000 metres and beyond is his, is his go. Uh, I've been mean, going to a benchmark 100 and coming up against a Melbourne Cup winner. So we're not well weighted against him and things like that. But you also know that when you take on take on these benchmark races. Yeah, and you must be really happy with him then, this preparation heading to the 2000. Yeah, for sure. No, everything about it has gone, gone well. He just hasn't won at his first two starts. But... His runs have been, um, have been, he's been solid. He's been hitting the line strong in both of them. So yeah, just after the two thousand metres, I just can't wait to see him go around there on Saturday. Good luck, mate. Thanks for your time. Is he your best, Barkley Square? Uh, I'll go. I'll go both as good as each other. All right then. Love your work, mate. Thanks for that, Dan. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. There's Dan O'Sullivan. There. It's a quarter past eight. Let's take a break. On the other side of it, we've got James Cummings. It's not far away. He'll be joining us just after eight thirty. But before here, Michael Kent Jr. will be having a chat to us here on Giddy Up Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. Eight twenty-one, Gareth Hall with you. This is Giddy Up, and it's Giddy Up Stable Mail. Let's head to Cranbourne and catch up with Michael Kent Jr. Head of a big day at the Valley on Saturday. Michael, thanks for your time. You're welcome, Gareth. Anytime. Um, the creator, mate. Has he lived up to your expectations? I know he hasn't been far away this former Kiwi, um, but would you have thought that you might have won a race with him so far? Yeah, he hasn't. Um, he hasn't just yet. Uh, he looked very promising when he won two from two by a good margin in New Zealand uh, before he came across. So we're still learning about him, and um, I think it's probably his best chance yet. I see the race is six dollars the field, and it's quite open. But I think the day will suit that horse. He's very tough on pacer. Um, he might not have to lead here because there's a lot of pace, so we might just be in behind them. But I think the short straight suits him. Horse scalped enormous on Tuesday with Globe, and he goes in the race in great order. 
if the rain does arrive and there's a little bit of rain forecast later today, tomorrow, and even on race day, would that be a concern? Don't think so. I don't think we're going to get that much. And, no. you know, the way the valley's been presented recently, it's been very firm. So I think, uh, you know, if we got five mils, it would just take the edge off it nicely. Geez, I'm in love with Charmstone. She was so impressive there first up. How's she trained on? Trained on beautifully. Uh, she's gorgeous, Philly. She's drawn deep. Uh, so I would expect the rail true to play um, play as it does normally, and they can, you know, it's a fair track, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So hopefully she's not not last on turning, and she's in front of a few. Uh, she can make a long sustained sprint, as we saw first up, and I think uh, the set weights and penalties conditions suits her well, um, you know, and she's just going great. So fingers crossed she can win again. It's been interesting watching some of the early moves with these markets after the final fields and the, and the barriers came out yesterday. A lot of the horses that have drawn wide that might get back and get a cart into the race have been heavily supported. So um, I think that's how everybody's expecting maybe the Valley to play on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, and the smaller field sort of helps her case a little bit as well in the Atlantic Jewel Charmstone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the, the Valley Rail True is terrific, you know. Yeah. Um, they can they can get back. You can you can lead and come off the fence one or two. It's fine. So uh, yeah, hope, hopefully the track's in good order and it plays well. Looking forward to seeing Globe. I think everybody is. We had a few questions yesterday, and they were asking what is the most interesting horse or the horse that you're looking forward to most this weekend anywhere in the country. And the majority of us on our panel said Globe. Um, are you happy with him, um, Michael? You must be looking forward to seeing him back at the races. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. It's been a while coming. Um, he's great. He's, um, his trials and, and gallops have been sparkling. Uh, he's got a lot to improve. He's um, still fairly rough in the coat and um, will tighten up a lot for the run. Um, particularly in this race, it's not gonna, there'll be nowhere to hide. Uh, it's going to be a blistering tempo I expect so that'll be the only question mark for us uh, I think class wise he'll measure up in the spring just um, first up against some tough seasoned opposition who have had a run um, you know whether he's there at the end of end of a very tough fastly run mile it's going to be a fun race to watch because of that pace uh, it is I, I, I'd much rather I'd much rather us you know drawn a bit deep with pace on than yep. You know, we draw one and there's no pace at all. But he, he, he's got a great racing style and that he's going to take luck out of the equation more often than not. So, um, yeah, I, I like the setup for him. I think, you know, Deny Nolan and Savit 2XL only know one way. Um, if, if we're in front of them, we're going way too fast. So uh, it'd be a nice chance for us to try and teach the horse something to just sort of settle third, fourth. And um, if he does get to that right spot, uh, that'd be great. What's your best for the day there at Mooney Valley, Michael? I'll make I'll make our best Charmstone, um, but I, I'll I'll back Globe in. I I think you'll measure up. So, I, think, um, I think you're not alone there. And and you got Cranbourne and Mornington over the next couple of days. Any standouts there for us that we should be following? Uh, Rose Down Princess uh, is from that four or five placing. She's Yes. Yeah, you know, mile maiden at Cranbourne today, drawn two J Car odds on. Uh, I won't be backing her, but uh, <laughs> she should be she should be going close. Well, you enjoy Fee and Stakes Day. We're looking forward to seeing you at the races there, mate. And um, yeah, it's exciting. You got two of your best going around in Charmstone and 
globe. Everybody is looking forward to seeing the big fella back at the races. Good luck. Thanks, Gareth. There's Michael Kent Jr. What a star he is as well for the game. The game's lucky to have so many wonderful ambassadors um, like a Michael Kent Jr. It's 8.26. Let's take the news. And then James Cummings isn't far away here talking about wonderful ambassadors for the sport. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to Getty Up. Ollie behind the, the panel today is dominating with his music choice, and it's always great to catch up with this man, James Cummings, the champion trainer who is the head trainer for Godolphin in this country, joins us now in a day that he has been dominating in previous years. The race meeting that holds the run to the Rose, the Theo Marks, the, the Ming Dynasty quality, especially up there in Sydney. Hello to you, James. Thanks for your time as always. Good morning, Gareth. My pleasure. How are you? I am very well. I'm very well. Let's get stuck into this preview today. Mark Wes, he's a winner this preparation and he goes up to the 1800 metres. Are you happy with his progress once again? Yeah, he's pulled up, uh, he's pulled up great from his, uh, his last win. He's got the double hat-trick on the board and yet he's only been winning by narrow margins. So... Difficult for people watching our horses' progression about where the where the where his cap might be, but um, look, he looks like getting a run of the race sort of stuff here, and I've been very keen to get him out in distance, considering he's by Tavistock out of our Group One middle distance mare Purple. Um, this will be this will be a very interesting test off a good pace with a couple of um, couple of high rating opposition um, from different races here. And I know Cadolphin and yourself are enjoying the challenge with Marquez, um, breeding and going to Tavistock, a staying proposition for the organisation. When you talk to Dominic Byrne and you sit back in the car and you analyse what the future is for a few of these horses on a, on a Monday, can you just take us inside the inner sanctum, what you're thinking about Marquez? What, what is his ceiling? What's your gut feel? Well, we'd like to think that he's, uh, he, he's um, comfortably now fitting in the progressive category. But, yes. Uh, but everyone who wins a wins a race with a with a with a staying type like Marquez, where they say he's a he's a progressive stayer of the future. Yes. <laughs> so he's uh, so he's, what, he's so he's one of those, and time will tell just how far he'll go. But there's a lot to like about yep. the way he prances around and his track work, and 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 he, he appears he appears so far to be uh, you know at least a middle distance horse with a turn of foot, yes. and those horses are rare, and they're you know, they're they're enjoyable to have coming through the grades. It's definitely fair to say he's got upside, James. My quest. Race, <laughs> race six um, in the Scirocco Stakes. Geez, I learn something every day, and I'm trying to pick your brain from time to time, and I see Zapateo. She was scratched there from the Concord last Saturday. She trials on Monday, and you did this a couple of times. You did this with Red Card, I think, as well. I don't think I've ever seen you do this too much. Troll your horses Monday or early on in the week and then race on a Saturday. Oh, well, you know, you've got to keep learning, don't you? Yes. You've got to keep learning. You've got to keep trying new things. And horse racing and in life, Gareth. But I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a problem for Zapateo. She's up and about and feeling good. You know, I was bullish on your channel a week ago about how she's been going. And 
look, I think I think that this is I think this is a very good setup for the mare. She's come back well. Uh, she she just needed a lung burner to ensure that she was going to be capable of switching off over six furlongs fresh up. And uh, you know, it's a bit it's a bit of a different it's a bit of a different test running over five furlongs last week or, or six furlongs this week. But um, that's, it's, a, it's a great setup for her. She's very well in at set weights and penalties. And uh, I, can, uh, I can assure you that we're expecting her to run a very, very good race fresh up. Looking forward to seeing her go around in the Scirocco Stakes. It's a beauty there, race six at Rose Hill. Race seven, you had a couple of chances, but Tom Kitten, he was superb and up and coming. He shouldn't have done what he, what he did that day under the circumstances. He heads to the Ming Dynasty quality. You would say he's a lot better at the weights. And I was looking back at the history of this race, and it's been a good race, especially for the three-year-olds going on to bigger and better um, achievements in the spring. Mm. Quick Thinker won the Ming Dynasty in 2019, went on to win a derby. Um, or was a derby winner, I should say. Then Golden Rose in um, the Golden Mile, finished second in the Golden Rose, and then won a Caulfield Guineas. Is he, is he more of a, a spring championship horse, or do you think now with that turn of foot that he could be a Guineas horse, Tom Kitten? Yeah, well, you know, uh, wind the clock back a few more years, and you'll find that So You Think loomed up outside a horse called More Than Great. Yes. Just getting beaten in a photo finish. But, um, but, but Tom Kitten, uh, Rose will be interesting on the weekend, Gareth. It was. It, it, we found ourselves with a six-meter rail last time we were at Rose Hill, and uh, you know there was a little bit made about how difficult it was to make up ground at Rose Hill. Now it's back into the true. So, you know, with the wide draw, Tom Kitten looks like being forced to be ridden a lot, a lot like he was ridden first up. Uh, but he, as you said, he just about shouldn't have done what he did in the up and coming, and he's quite well weighted here, given that. Uh, Given, given that a horse by the name of King Colorado nominated for the, the race and, uh, mm. and, and therefore didn't quite allow those horses at the bottom to be gaining their full advantage for having lost to Tom Kitten two weeks ago. So yes. he's beautifully in the race. Um, unfortunately, he's going to have to deal with a draw. But uh, with, that, with that rail going back into the true, a big field, hopefully offsetting uh, what looks like a slow pace on paper with not many you know, horses with natural strong early speed um, might be might be a, might be a pretty exciting race to watch yeah I think Tom, he's, got a, yeah. he's got a he's got his stable mate he's got his stable mate the Kingman Philly Zardozzi in the race Kingman side another 1600 meter group one winner over the weekend in Europe and uh, and hopefully Zardozzi is going to start looking really good when she's stepping up in distance and this is up to seven furlongs for her but um, but she's equally challenged on the on the speed map, and uh, and you'd hope that horses are running on and um, and looking threatening from back in the pack if uh, if if Zardozzi's certain to run in this race. Yeah, is she still your Oaks horse? Yeah, look, um, I think she's got to get she's just got to get back in the game after that um, after that first up run. So let's um let's just get let's just get a yeah. at least at least threatening to hit the board before we um, before we start talking about the, the best of the best. And Tom Kitten, as I just mentioned before, he was so dominant there first up, and we're excited to see what he can do on Saturday. Is he still, is the spring champion state still his number one goal, you think, this, this campaign? Oh, well, uh, look, I like, the, I like the spring champion stakes a lot, a lot for the horse, but, um, but we'll, we'll see where, we'll see where, 
he takes us, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think the uh, I think in the short term, um, I think in the short term we've at least got we've at least got a such a smorgasbord of options for these horses, Gareth. It's, yes. it can be it can be misleading to steer you and your listeners down to one specific race when that when a, a really a really um, Benef- you know, beneficial opportunities elsewhere might pop up. So we've just got to be a bit careful about committing. 100% well said, James. We appreciate that. And Cylinder in race number eight, the run to the Rose. You look back at the history of this race and the Blue Army have dominated it in secret, Animo, Bivouac. I've got my Astern hat on today, James. And um, yeah. it's been a great race for the stable. And this bloke's a beauty. It looks like he could just continue on the domination for Godolphin in the James Squire run to the Rose. Yeah, well, look, uh, he's he's really going along beautifully, Cylinder. He he, uh, he got away with that first up win with a, with a narrow victory there. The first four across the line really flew it flew the last four hundred metres, and uh, and he's improved nicely from from that effort. This is um, this is perfect up the six furlongs three weeks later. There's not a lot of pace on paper. Um, Libertad, Libertad's got to be respected as an undefeated horse. How could you possibly know the ceiling of that horse? And uh, and and then uh, and then just the you know the fact that the fact that it's the race itself that always every year seems to throw up absolute top line three year olds. And you've mentioned you, you know you've mentioned a few of them. You you um you left out Hallowed Crown, but you've mentioned a lot of other beautiful horses that have won this race and have been running on strongly. Seen second of bivouac, um, you know. Wow, it's a really good. It's a really mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's a really good race historically, and you'd, you'd have no doubt that horses are going to jump out of their jump out of the ground and race out of their skin here because, uh, you know, you've got a golden rose two weeks two weeks away just around the corner. And I hope Cylinder really puts his hand up because he would have he would have saw in secret do what she did in the Concord, and he would say, "Hey, James and Vin and." And Dominic and the driver, don't forget about me for an Everest. Three-year-olds can win the Everest. Don't think that that, that she's just the walk-up start for that race. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. Uh, he's he's um, he's not one that we should be forgetting for targeting any big-time sprint race on the calendar. And he's had his crack at a golden slipper already. Uh, wonderful effort to run second to Shinzo. And, well, wouldn't that be interesting finding Cylinder in the Golden Rose against Shinzo first up from a spell. It's going uh, to be a beauty. The pro- prospect that Ryan Moore might jet in there to take that, that ride on that Cornwall Colton. So, oh, it's good It's good to see the uh, good, horse, good horses and the, 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 the clashes coming up in the next few weeks. I feel sorry for me old mate Golden Mile. He hasn't had too much go right this preparation. Forget, up, forget his first up run. And I know that he pulled up with some lacerations there the other day, but... He still looked, he wasn't himself, James, and you put the blinkers on him here on Saturday. What are you hoping? Well, we've got to get the Golden Mile back in the game. Yep. Um, uh, we, 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 we've got to be committed, and, uh, and we've, got to, we've got to race the horse with confidence. This is a good race for the horse coming out of the, uh, the strength of that wing stakes form. A few horses that ran towards the rear in the wing stakes turned it around and placing to the Chelmsford. You know, Lindemann turned it around, and uh, the Derby winner and second, you know, second in the Chelmsford after running towards the rear in the Winks. So um, I think the Winks will be okay. I think the, we can rely on how well the horse was going first up when he raced over six furlongs at Rose Hill, and he's not too badly in in a handicap. Um, 
considering uh, considering his rating as a Group One winner. Just mix things up a little bit with the horse, and uh, and and I like that he's going into this race fitter than he's been all preparation, and that little bit back in distance might be might be um, might be his go also. And Nash aboard as well. Um, so looking forward to seeing Golden Mile with the blinkers on. So an improved effort for him and Theo Marks. Tamerlane came a long way last preparation. How has he trained on? Well, Tamerlane's really flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he runs here or whether we wait for the Bill Ritchie, we'll just give that give that a, um, a couple of days worth of thought. But uh, but gee, he could really he could really control this race from a prominent position in the run. And um, and there's a lot to be said for for him him running well in a in a race like this down in the weights but um but love the way that horse is going uh, he, this is a this is the type of preparation that he could really go to another level and it uh it it seems to me this horse has got a good run in this preparation so that's tamerlane whether it's the theo marks we wait for the bill ritchie um, and then we go to red card wasn't she fine towards the back end of her preparation she only had three runs last time um, she smashed the clock in a good race there in a race that you love to target at Scone, the Denise's Joyce. Um, and then she was dominant there during the carnival in Brisbane. Adam Hieronymus is an interesting booking, James. Yes, well, um, uh, as your listeners would be well aware, it was uh, really unfortunate for James McDonald that he, mm-hmm. uh, that he came off uh, a runner at Wyong uh, last week. And still booted, still gave up half his rides and booted home two winners on one leg there on the weekend. But uh, but on doctor's orders, he got a, he got some further scans and he's out for thirty days, thirty days stand down. So I feel for James. One one um, one silver lining is that he didn't ride in the Wild Cup, and something might have happened that could have been worse than than just a sore foot. But um, he's uh, as Caitlin Malian said. He's made a different stuff. Yes. <laughs> he, he took a he took an Uber back to Wyong and drove his car home with a fractured foot and turned around two winners the next day. Amazing. Um, Amazing athlete. They say he tried out for the All Blacks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I haven't met a Kiwi yet who hasn't tried out for the All Blacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so Adam Ironimus has been um, she's been riding beautifully since he came back um, and. Uh, Predominantly for Tarek Lodge, but this is the type of filly that could really um, suit Adam. He can ride red card up on the pace, and uh, and she's flying. So um, Adam's got the, the pick-up ride off James, which is essentially the point I was making by referring to James McDonald. And, uh, and, and I, I think she'll run a good race for Adam. She's really going quite well. What's the situation there? Young Zach Lloyd won the Bark Cummings. Now, he's riding one for Team Hawks. Do you have to? What is that getting difficult at the moment? To like, there's a he's obviously got a lot of interest, but um, he's your apprentice. Well, actually, I talked to Zach about it on Monday, and Zach, Zach's, Zach's in a perfectly good position. He's very, very happy where he is. He knows full well from time to time he's having to knock back other opportunities to ride for us, mm-hmm. but. He's 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 in he's in the zone, you know. He's he's lost his claim, but he's lost it for a reason. It's because it's come with so many metropolitan race wins and so much confidence that comes with that, and riding up to the uh, riding right up to the expectation that he now can meet these senior jockeys on set weights. And 
his um, position in the premiership is also reflecting that. His, his strike rate on metropol- metropolitan tracks is reflecting that. And he's just got to keep keep uh, trusting the process. So, um, you know, we we, uh, we had that conversation there on Monday, and when he's faced with good opportunities, we're happy to support him and uh, and, and wish him well. That's a very good horse that he's riding for Hawks there, yes. trialling up very very nicely. Okay. Only been defeated once. Only been defeated once, Gareth. Very good. I think Wayne and the team are very happy that you let him ride this horse there on on Saturday. So um, I, I've, yeah. I, I've got to get to these two horses before I run out of time. I've got a Mur going around at Mooney Valley. Are you happy with him? Yeah, look, Mur ran well first up. He just got knocked off balance there at the top of the straight at Mooney Valley, which was um, which was not ideal for that big horse. But Centrefire really flew past him, didn't he? He was impressive. Yes first up winning that race, but Amir was solid, um, should be better for the run, and this is a small but select field. Uh, we can only say that we're looking to see Amir run well again before stepping up in distance. And it was the right choice to send in inhibitions to Mooney Valley there the other day, and she won nicely. Can she do it again in a stronger race in the Atlantic Jewel? Well, as you know, there was a lot to be said about Inhibition's performance there. Very good. In that three-year-old Phillies race, you know, the, the, um, quite a bit was made of how difficult it was to be pulling into the three and four wide lane before the turn. And she was exactly what uh, Ben Mellon was forced to do on Inhibition's, considering the leader had the better of the horse that was parked outside her. And, uh, and Inhibition's got into the slow lane and still managed to reel in the the leader and, uh, and and claim the race with a nice healthy margin back to third. Uh, we're, we're 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 suspicious that um, look that was a PB for inhibitions and we're quite suspicious that she's gone on with it. She's improved so um, third up now after that good good break between the first and second runs. She's got an excellent platform and uh, and sets up like a filly that she, she should um, should be capable of striking at uh, at this level. Exciting times. The driver with you today, James. Not today. Oh, I no. I've got a bad feeling the driver could be in the Nature Strip Eduardo category. Oh, Soon no. He's had, he's, had, he's had moments of... Indiv- they say there's no I in team, <laughs> but there's five eyes in individual brilliance. And there, have been, there have been a number of instances of brilliance from him, but yes. uh, I think he... You might, you might need to give him a call. because We will. We will. We'll have to sort out the driver. Down in the dump, but yeah, give him a call. Uh, we will. Um, the text message is lighting up these days. Um, we'll have to see how he is there, James. But we appreciate your time as always. And um, we wish you the best of luck on a day that you have loved in previous years. And let's hope that can continue. All right. Thanks, Gary. You're a bloody star. There's James Cummings there. Seven minutes to nine o'clock. Let's take a quick break. Hanging on the promises and songs of yesterday And I've made up my mind Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Giddy Up Stable Mail. It's Thursday morning and Tiaka Racing are a powerhouse of Australasian racing and they've just set up their new base at Cranbourne and their first runner is going to be Imperatrice, their superstar mare, taking on Giga Kick. So it's Australia's best sprinter taking on New Zealand's best sprinter in the McEwen Stakes on Saturday. And champion New Zealand trainer Mark Walker joins us here on Giddy Up Stable Mail. Good morning to you, Mark. Thanks for your time. Are you happy with your mare heading to Saturday? 
Good morning. Yeah, everything's gone according to plan. She's travelled over well, so uh, and Ben Gleason's really pleased with her. So um, looking forward to Saturday. A thousand metres. Uh, how do you think she'll go over that short trip first up? Well, obviously we'd prefer a bit longer, but we were just looking to stay on the wait for age path the whole way through. And if we sort of went to a fillies and mares or 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 a set weight penalty, she'd be carrying quite a bit of weight. So hence the reason uh, for choosing this race and then into the Moya as well. But uh, as I say, it's wait for ages, wait for ages, isn't it? Yeah. And she's had a, a wonderful career, this daughter of I'm Invincible. You just have a look at her record. She's a dead set winner. And looking at her trials in New Zealand, to, dare I say it, Mark, it looks like she might have come back a little bit better. Um, her, yeah, her trials have been good. And uh, it's a little bit, uh, our weather's been a little bit difficult to say the least. Raining again now at the moment. But uh, she's had a nice prep and, We'll just try to keep her as fresh as we can for the thousand. That's the thing. But uh, she's got a really good record first up as well. So uh, it's going to be a fascinating race. Can you beat Giga Kick in your eyes? What's your gut feel, mate? Um, well, I suppose you could make a case for even Rothfire yes. at uh, over the thousand metres. Um, yeah, they're, they're both probably a bit vulnerable at the distance, but. It's it's a nice, suitable race to be starting off. So I'd say we'd need everything to go right. But uh, if that rain rain came, she can get away with rain-affected ground. So it wouldn't be the end of the world either. No, it's a, it's going to be a beauty. What a what a race to have in the early part of the, the spring when you get to see a horse like Imperatrice take on Giga Kick and a, and a Rothfire. Um, how is that Cranbourne base? How have your horses settled in? And how many horses have you got there at the moment? Uh, we've just got five horses at the moment, uh, but uh, we'll build that up sort of October the 1st onwards, 20, and hopefully have sort of 40 by the end of the season, uh, all going well type of thing. It's a great race there at Hastings, which is race nine on the, the program, the Tarzino Trophy. I think everybody has been looking forward to this race. You've got three chances. It looks like the Waikato stud horse in Skewiff is your best chance can skew if win a Tarsino and beat some of the, the best gallopers in New Zealand? Oh, she's, she's capable. She's a bit of a cranky girl at times. She's She's been a bit of a trick at the gates and in track work and different things, but her first up run was very good, and I think she's improved with that fitness-wise. So uh, it'll come down to a bit of luck in the running, and thankfully she's got a good draw. Yeah, your runners in that race, Brando, who's second up, and the Group Two winner, Aromatic, also goes around. Um, your expectations with them on Saturday? I do think Brando and Aromatic they'll be better placed once they go to the mile, and if not the two thousand. So Skewers probably a realistic chance at that shorter trip. All right, then you've got some nice horses engaged there at Hastings on Saturday. Any? Anyone in particular that we should be keeping an eye out for? Oh, they're pretty competitive fields yep. on Saturday, but uh, maybe a horse called Fashion Shoot 
should race pretty well fresh, I think. All right, then we'll jot that one down fashion soon. I get this question a lot, Mark. Um, Imperatrice is high up in the market in the Everest. Now, is there is she being completely ruled out of that race or and you're concentrating on the Melbourne features or if someone rings you up because there's still a few slots left to go and gives you a deal that you can't refuse, you would have a rethink? Uh, we're pretty pretty much made our mind up about um, staying in Melbourne. Yep. There we go. That's all we needed to know. Hey, mate, it's great to have you based here at Cranbourne as well. It's terrific to see Imperatrice back in Australia. Can't wait to see what she can do this spring and, and looking forward to um, seeing yourself a little bit more in this country with this base now in Australia. Um, well done, too, with the dream season last season and you've started on fire once again. So um, keep up that brilliant work and we appreciate your time here on Giddy Up. Thanks very much. He's a bloody star, Mark Walker. He had a history-making season in his return from Singapore. Um, he's got his good horses firing. He dominates those big races. He gets them set for those big races. And uh, Imperatrice, she, like, a, it's going to be a clash that you just can't afford to miss. She could cause the upset in a, in a way and, and defeat Giga Kick. And if she does that, they'll be knocking down Tiako Racing's door to get into the Everest. Um, so that will be a fascinating narrative to follow as the spring goes on. Let's take an early news because Robbie Heathcote, I know there's a few good judges that say that Rothfire is the horse to beat in the McEwen. So we'll hear from the champion Queensland trainer straight after this. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Twenty minutes past nine. This is Giddy Up Stable Mail. Great to catch up with this man, Robbie Heathcote, and what a job he is doing, especially with Rothfire, who goes around in the McEwen Stakes there on Saturday at Mooney Valley. It's a mouth-watering contest. Rob, good morning to you, mate. Um, I've got some good judges who tell me, and I and I know that you've had a wonderful training career, and the job that you did with buffering was extraordinary. But the job that you're doing with Rothfire, after everything that he has been through throughout his his racing career i think it's extraordinary because my my trial spies up in queensland say they've never seen this horse trial better the other day uh, yeah good morning Gareth. good to join you yeah it's been a been a hell of a journey so far a bit of a roller coaster particularly when this time a few years ago i don't exactly remember how many three years i think he was he was favorite for the he won the run to the rose which is on this weekend and then he broke down in the Golden Rose, uh, shattered his sesamoid. So it's been a, a lengthy rehab period. But gee, after the, the spring he had last year and the winter he's just had up home, it's fair to say he's uh, he's back somewhere near his best. I don't think we'll ever get to see the true best of him, but gee, the fact that he's uh, competitive at Group 1 level is, is a marvel. Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask because you've always been quick to make sure that you point out. And I think that... It's only fair on the horse that you say that that you probably won't get to see him back to his his very best after what he went through. But is he is he changing your mind slightly when you go back and have a chat to your staff, Rob? That think, oh, maybe this maybe he he can go to another level. Maybe he certainly showed us that in the Stradbroke, where he he defied the fifty seven and a half kilos and. The only from from Barry of sixteen or seventeen or something, and the only one to beat him is arguably 
<coughs> one of the new stars of the turf. Joe Pride's good horse. Was it Think I Can or yeah, th- um, <coughs> something? Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. And that was the only one who got him down. So he was so brave. And I know Nashua Willa, man of very, very few words, was full of praise for the, the courage the horse showed. So it also allows <clears throat> me and the team to, to train him properly now. I, I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but because we were walking on eggshells for pretty much 18 months. And now it feels like we've got the, the old warrior back to somewhere near his best and, and we can train him properly. So the, <clears throat> the hardest hurdle, the toughest hurdle I feel, aside from you, Nick, has been passed, and that is he flew down on Tuesday night and he, he's comfortably settled in at the Hayes Boys Stables at Flemington and Mel said he felt great this morning. That's why I'm in awe of this training performance because you love this horse and he means so much to you, but you have to, and you, you mentioned before that you might have been a little bit hesitant to put the work into him, but you need to put the work into him so he can turn up to the races and, and be competitive. When was the moment when he said to you and you felt comfortable to say, okay, mate, um, let's train you like I, I want to train you? Yeah, i got to be honest. It was a good 12 months. I mean, we had two cracks at the Everest. He was in the Everest just before he broke down and then we brought him back and he, he ran a really good race in the shorts. And then he started to feel his joint in the premiere, which was run on a pretty firm track two weeks later. And that was two weeks before the Everest, and there was another Everest we didn't quite make. Then I gave him a long break. So then I really had to decide whether or not we can we can push you because there was still hesitancy whether or not the fetlock would hold up. Bear in mind that he lost two sizable chunks of bone out of his sesamoid, and that had to fill in with you know scar tissue and... And it was when he came back after that long break, I realised, look, I, I think this is as good as we're ever going to get you. And it was a little bit of throw caution to the wind. I had to give it to him and see if he could cop it. And, of course, he has. So um, yeah, He's a marvel, all right. The rest is history. You, I know that he loves the Valley and there's some nice races for him in Melbourne. Um, but have you had a call regarding the Everest and would you consider that? <laughs> Oh, not really. He, no. <coughs> he's back down there so we can avoid all the good ones. And who shows up? You get kicked and imperatory. So you think you're going to dodge the, the good ones because they're all going to be up in Sydney chasing the, the mammoth prize money. But <coughs> it is what it is. And I suppose if if Clayton's right, if there is any chink in Giga Kick's armour, it's going to be a 1,000 metres around the valley where he might be a little bit vulnerable because it is one thing I know that Rothfire is good at and that is getting around the tight turns of the valley and he's raced well there. He won this race last year. He ran second on an unsuitable heavy track in the Manicato and he raced well in the in the Moya last year where we got uh, we got willowed. <laughs> yes, so, <laughs> we won't go there. So you think he's better than he was last year? I think so. Yeah. I, I think he showed that in his uh, his winter up home where he ran a cracker in the um, the early race. Then he won the victory. He ran well in the uh, the group one, Kingsford Smith, and he was super in the Stradbroke. So that residual fitness, he, he only had a month off. He, I haven't had to do a lot with him. We've had him down at the beach a fair bit up home. He's travelled down. He'll look fantastic in the enclosure on Saturday and you know, with his lightning gate speed. And probably, I don't know, you, you'd probably be as good a judge as anybody, but barrier five on paper out of seven may not look good, but with the two speedsters drawn inside mm. of us, 
and Giga King and Imperatrice, you know, the two widest gates, they're going to, I assume they'll get back a bit. It looks like we, we might be able to get the gun run in the second line. Yeah, there's plenty of pace. It'll be, and I think with the rail back into the true, you might have that tactical advantage over the big boys like Shin, who's such a, like you've got the right hoop on board, Robbie. He's just in the zone at the moment, mate. He's he's doing everything right, and he's going to own that race. It's going to be, he's got all the cards um, up his sleeve, so... It'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. I know that Lane will try and lead on Acromantula. I think how's the Serenity races, her best race is out in front, even though she's up a bit in class. So it will be a fascinating tactical race. And I think the, the Valley will play a lot better back into the true and we're into September now. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I think your horse, I think he's a punt on, on Saturday, Robbie. Yeah, I, I think so. He's as... As we alluded to, I think he's as, as good as I've had him. And gee, the club, they, the Mooney Valley Club, they must be so happy to, even though it's only a small field, it's shock full of quality and tied in with Melbourne beating Collingwood tonight. At <laughs> and the Storm will beat the Broncos as well tomorrow night. Uh, they're the best bets of the weekend. Hey, um, you've yeah. got some nice chances in Brisbane. Any one in particular that stands out that we should have something on? Oh, probably old stuttering. I mean, he ran yes. he ran a really good race first up, and <clears throat> he comes back. He drops back a hundred meters tomorrow in the last. Oh, sorry, on Saturday in the last, he's probably uh, my best chance on the weekend up home. Timmy Wilson in the first light racing team, a wonderful supporters of ours. And Timmy will join us a little later on for our weekend preview. So. Um, love conquers all. It does just that. that that's the um, sire of stuttering. So we'll get on race nine, yeah. number six. Hey, um, well done, mate. Always great to catch up with you and good luck with uh, Roth Fire on Saturday, especially. Good on you, Gareth. Cheers, mate. There's Robbie Heathcote there. Let's get stuck into bag of tips on this Thursday morning. Brought to you by Oz Equipment Rentals. Look them up at ozequipment.com and the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel.